Oh, my testicles hurt. another episode of the Miles Offside podcast where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts Quiz Wizard Chuck Bailey and Super Producer Ian Stimson. Hey boys, one week till Christmas. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, one week till Christmas, five days as we record. Um, I mean, I had my Christmas yesterday, so I feel like I'm cheating. It's great. I was going today and people were talking about like, oh, if you bought your presents or whatever, already opened them all. Suck it. <laughs> nice. Anything good? What's uh, What was on the list? Got a sound bar. Um, nice. That was good. Sound bar. Sub, subwoofer. Can't believe uh, I ever didn't have it. I tried it oh. out last night. I put the sound bar and the sub on and then through an experiment, I turned it off to listen through the TV and it was the shittest oh. experience I've ever had in front <laughs> of the TV. Yes. I was like, yes. what, is thi- what have I been doing to myself? All this time. Oh, and uh, You'll never go back. Yeah, that was peak. Um, this is how back. it starts, Ian. Soon he'll have a 5.2 system. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I might. I might. Because I, 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 started off, I started off watching Match of the Day. It was the first thing. And I thought, oh, this is quite good. And obviously, like, whilst I was watching it, I was playing through settings and getting it right. And I was like, yeah, of course, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not really getting anything from the sub. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not expecting anything because it's football. And then right. instantly put a film on because Spider-Man, uh, the second Spider-Man was on TV after the match of the day. And I was like, oh, shit, this is amazing. Oh, I've got to go to bed because it's like 1 a.m. and <laughs> I'm tired. But, oh. That's awesome. And blasting, blasting things through a subwoofer at 1 a.m. isn't the way to make friends either. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, especially the child might not appreciate it. Oh, she wasn't here. It's fine. She'll love it when we watch uh, Frozen 1 and 2 three times a day. The next. Hey, that'll sound real good. The Moana soundtrack, turn that up, turn the bass on, hear that that uh, depth in The Rock's voice when he's singing, you know, <laughs> you're welcome, like that mm. whole song. Anyway, yeah. uh, speaking of Spider-Man, fucking amazing. We're not going to go into any spoilers, obviously, but go watch it if you are at all inclined and feel safe to do so, given the current, you know, yeah. pandemic and everything. But if you can get out to see one movie this year, get out and go see Spider-Man. That's the one movie you should watch this year. You're Genuinely amazing. fucking amazing. You're amazing, Oscar. Oscar. I am. You're amazing. Thank you. Dude. You're amazing. I am. That's true. Thank there you. And spectacular and superior. This um, is it. And all of the above. Yeah. But uh, Ian, Posh Island, mm. shall we check in or are we going to want to skip that one? No, yeah, I probably want to probably just skip that Posh, one. Posh Island this. isn't obscured by much football this week. So, you know, I'm not bothered. <laughs> um, I, I did get reminded by Oscar that there was a whole load of midweek fixtures that we missed and uh, we forgot all about them. So we won't be talking about them. Gutted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, four. four Four, oh, one, two, three, four games. Oscar, five points if you can tell me all the teams that played this week. Uh, I can tell you <laughs> half of the teams that played this week. Arsenal, City, Liverpool, and Chelsea, yeah. who they played against. Uh, oh, I'll, t- I'll give it a shot. Um, Chelsea played against... Wait, don't oh, tell me. Fucking hell. Wolves. Oh, Chelsea played against Wolves. On brand. City played w. against Newcastle. Liverpool played against Tottenham. And Arsenal played against... Lester? Oh, oh so damn it. Never mind. I probably would have given you a point in the quiz for that. No, it was Leeds. So um, <laughs> It was Leeds. I knew it was an L team. Whatever. L, yeah. W, all these yeah. letters. Too many letters, I think. Yeah. Peterborough lost to Blackpool, in case you were wondering, guys. So uh, uh, Awful. Right. Awful. Should have been when we won. Oh, dear. Uh, if we don't win against Reading, is the season over? Maybe. Who's to say? 
That's Posh Island. <laughs> Very sad. That puts you guys at 68% for relegation, so... Uh... Cool. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, less less likely to get relegated than Newcastle. You know, that's true. That's a, that's a yeah. thing. By yeah. 10 percentage points, that's not bad. Woo! Uh, Norwich, yeah. you can dream, buddy. Yep. yep. Okay. I, I mean, I appreciate all your efforts as, as backhanded as they are, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any, anything, anything to create some sort of silver lining on the shit, <laughs> shit-coloured cloud you kind of really find yeah. yourself under. Yeah. 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 Good, isn't it? What a world. What a time to be in. Let's all go outside and hug each other. Don't hug each other. No get boosted, guys. <laughs> Keep your distance. Wear a yeah, mask. Do, do get your booster if you can. We do strongly encourage you, if that's available wherever you live, it does make quite the difference in uh, transmission and all that, given the new variant and everything else. So, you know, go ahead and do Whether that. Whether you are a Premier League footballer or not. Yeah. yeah if that. you're a Premier League footballer, just get some sort of fucking vaccination. How about that? How is this the yeah. only league that isn't that like not, all the American sports leagues are at like 95%? Whatever. Whatever. Because the cure for every other condition was money, Oscar. And so they thought money <laughs> would work with this one, but money doesn't work with this one. <laughs> and also the Premier oh. League have said today that 84% of players are now on their vaccination journey. On the journey. On the journey. On the health highway. Six, 16% have stopped at a service station. Um, they're currently <laughs> shitting themselves inside out in a toilet stall and have realised that there's no toilet paper. Um, so that's where yeah. that's where they're at. But it's good. Yeah. They, they said today they'll start... Oh, sorry, Oscar's probably got that tab in news. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll start <laughs> reporting the differences in uh, vaccinations because they only went from, like, 64 to 77% since... Uh, October or something like that. I don't know. Um, well, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We are very happy to have you. We are one American and two Brits, and we try to talk about the Premier League, but often end up getting distracted and talking about Spider-Man and Rocket League. If you are coming back, thank you. We are very happy to have you. Uh, leave us a review, five stars, tell a friend, patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod, all of those wonderful things. And we will kick things off, as we always do around here, with our famous segment... <coughs> Rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening, gentlemen, Tottenham are out of the Europa League conference after UEFA rules they forfeited their final match. (laughs) Uh, The match on December 9th was called off following a COVID outbreak with 13 positive cases at the London club. UEFA then said the match could not be rescheduled and referred the matter to its disciplinary body. It rewarded Ren a 3-0 win and they will top the group. They're so anti-trophy, they get knocked out of a competition by default. <laughs> One that they actually had a chance to win as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a mighty Europa Conference or whatever. I mean, yeah, we say they had a chance to win, couldn't get out of the group. So, <laughs> no. no. No, I'm going to take back everything we said. They did not have a chance to win the Europa Conference League. Fine. Especially now Leicester are in it. How do you think that call went? You know, uh, so... Yeah, guys, I'm sorry, but you, if you can't fulfil this fixture, then it's it's uh, goes down as a three nil loss, and you're and you're out. And it's like, oh no, really? Oh no, we got. You mean we got to concentrate on the Premier League and all the money that that will will give us if we finish we'll in a good place? We'll just get an extra NFL team in to make up for all the twenty, <laughs> all, all the non money the Europa Conference League will give us. Oh, okay, Cheers, bye, don't call again. We'll just put a boxing <laughs> we'll just put a boxing ring in the centre circle at half time and Anthony Joshua will come out and punch someone or something and we'll get two hundred million from that. Yeah. Fuck off you wafer, you pricks. Yeah. <laughs> now that would be a halftime show. 
And that's and that's how the uh, I believe that's verbatim the conversation. That is, yeah, yeah, that is. That, this is news. We can't we can't report things that aren't right. UEFA realised that there, they, there was a new legislation they didn't realise, and part of the uh, whatever it is, the five star stadium you have to have for the Champions League and Europa competitions now is that um, one of the things is being able to produce vast amounts of uh, dairy products. And unfortunately, because there is no longer a cheese room, they're just yeah. all sort of 3-0, out, see you later, goodbye. It's, it's strange, these like archaic laws from uh, long ago, isn't it? That's still on the books. Yeah. Well, from uh, one North London club to another, let's make the trip across to Arsenal. Our next story has... Not for the first time, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has been making headlines following a disciplinary breach at Arsenal. The 32-year-old was stripped of the club captaincy on Tuesday after arriving home late from a sanctioned trip abroad after misinterpreting COVID-19 protocols. The forward had been in trouble before. He was dropped from the starting lineup for the North London Derby last season after turning up late to a team meeting and was punished for breaking rules at Borussia Dortmund in 2017. He trained on Thursday, but was dropped from the squad for their victory over Southampton. And by Tuesday morning, um, he had his captaincy taken away, which had also happened to Granit Xhaka in 2019. And he did not feature or will not feature in the match against West Ham. Gentlemen, blessing in disguise. Speaking of silver linings, like with Tottenham. Well, they've won the last three games. And I, I think he's only played in the first one. And it's, you know, it, it was a very public thing from Arteta, which divided some people's opinions but I think it's a good thing to do when you have an especially young squad and you need to be looking up to leaders your older players your more experienced players players that have uh, have won trophies and done big things at, at European clubs if they're gonna whether through whatever fault of their own or or lack of attention or not understanding and, and not going to be a good example for those players both on and off the pitch and you kind of make an example of them. Um, I just think it's interesting the endless stream of bad captaincy choices that Arsenal have had over the years. Of, <laughs> like you said, it was Abamyang, it was stripped off. Xhaka had it before. Koscielny forced a move. Um, it, it goes back, I think, for their last ten captains or something like that. But, you know, lots of disciplinary things. Have you seen the the thing today where apparently for the reason Phil Foden and Jack Grealish didn't play at the weekend or <laughs> were on the bench was because uh, they hired a 24-year-old French dominatrix to come round. Really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really? That is the rumour. If rumours yeah. are to be believed, and trust me, I will believe them, um, that, uh, yeah, Phil and Jackie like a bit of spanking. I did see a brilliant tweet by I can't remember who it was I'm sorry but uh, that said Foden was just so sick of being a sub he thought he might as well do it professionally was it Foden and Greenwood who the first lockdown breached it and got a load of girls back to their room in Finland or something when they were on England duty I think oh, yeah I think yeah yeah and, and Grealish has had previous lockdown breaking as well Oh, Grealish has had multiple things. Grealish, yeah, Grealish, yeah, yeah. Grealish cannot be trusted in uh, wider society. <laughs> that is just a fact. He has Let's been be done honest. for drink driving multiple times, including just crashing his car and leaving it outside someone's house and then coming and picking yeah. it up in the morning. Still drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good vibes. Disciplinary everywhere. Why not? Fuck it. It's Christmas. Christmas parties. Yeah. Abamyang went to visit his mum. He went to visit his well, mum went, back home. He went home. to go and collect his mum. Yeah. Like, isn't is being forgotten about. Just going to look after his mum, 
mixed up. To be honest, I have no idea what the bloody quarantine or or isolation or testing rules are in this no. country either. <laughs> Accepted. But I think the main problem is that he was going to be a day late back and he just didn't even think he maybe should let anyone at Arsenal know. So tra- training commences and it's just, where is he? No one knows. He hadn't said anything. And it's, yeah, it's not the first time it's happened, that's all. So I appreciate what you're saying, absolutely. There's family things and Arteta, you know, let him go, definitely. But if you're going to be late, if you're going to be a day late back and the COVID situation's changing all the time, I think you maybe just pick up the phone, send an email, something. Yeah, he's definitely going to get grounded. I mean, basically that's what this is. You know, you go out, you don't let your mom know, you're late, there's no text. She's like, oh, where were you? Who are you with? What are you doing? So no matter what you were doing, if you didn't let your mom know, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, but when your parents do that, you get grounded. You don't get sold. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you make sure your parents don't try and sell you somewhere else, which is what Speak they're going to try and do You don't January. know what my mom does. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no comment. No comment. Also, my mum my never paid me over 300 grand a week that might uh, have to be offloaded to someone because, I mean, they're going to fucking struggle, aren't they, to offload uh, a Bamiyang at that sort of money. Well, you're not worth three hundred thousand, Ian. I mean, come on, be honest. Be honest. You should have. You should have grown up in London, mate. That was my weekly pocket money. So, um... oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Peter prices. I was getting. I don't know. What's what's an old currency? A halfpenny. Uh, yeah. Um, two two and six, and a handful yeah, of asbestos yeah. for good measure. Half, half a crown. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you in your Christmas stocking. Oh my God! I got my Christmas stocking. An orange and a lump of asbestos. <laughs> It helps prevent <laughs> fires, Ian. In. Now, come on, <laughs> sit round and protect yourself while we tell stories. It makes a good hat, too. Just make a hat out of it. It keeps you warm in the winter. Yeah, it makes really good face masks as well. Don't breathe mm. in asbestos. This <laughs> <laughs> is not even a warning you have to give these days, is it? You'd like to think so. It was outlawed 40 <laughs> years ago, and yet it's still in all our fucking buildings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. And also, there's people literally drinking, like, horse tranquilizers for stupid reasons. So, like, I think it's probably fair to have to say anything and everything at this point. Yeah, bleach. Uh, okay. Something with a light inside the body. Yeah. Something. I don't These really know. <laughs> These are all um, things. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep moving. Uh, our next story, Inter Milan and Christian Eriksen have agreed to cancel the Denmark midfielder's contract. Eriksen, 29, has not played since he collapsed during his country's Euro 2020 match against Finland in June. The former Tottenham player has started training again on his own at a facility arranged by his local club in Denmark. Inter said a strong and indissoluble bond will remain. There has been no confirmation about where, whether or where Eriksen is going to resume his professional career, but he could only play in Syria uh, if an ICD, which is a, a medical device that was inserted, would be removed. It is illegal to play with that in the Syria, uh, so that's why they have agreed to terminate his contract, and he is no longer going to be playing at Inter. That was a scary moment at the Euros. I think we will all hopefully uh, have repressed that as much as possible, but we'll have memories of it now that it came up. So we uh, wish him the best. And um, it's sad when things like Aguero or Ericsson, for health reasons, heart-related reasons, are having to retire or step away from the game on some level. Um, It sucks. It just sucks. Um, So we send our wishes to him, our well wishes to him. But let's move on from there. Uh, to two issues of sort of raising awareness on things going on in the game, the sort of racism-related stuff and prejudice-related stories that we do sometimes. The first one, the FA have launched an investigation into an alleged racist incident during Arsenal's 4-1 Premier League win at Leeds on Saturday. 
Gunner's substitute Rob Holding approached the fourth official in the 33rd minute saying he had heard racial abuse from a lead supporter. Play was halted as referee Andre Mariner consulted with the match officials and one arrest was made. Leeds condemned the statement, uh, condemned the incident in a statement, etc., etc., etc. Love to see an arrest getting made. Hopefully more comes of that. Uh, and the other story, Everton have condemned a homophobic chant aimed at a Chelsea player when the teams played on Thursday. The Premier League game at Stamford Bridge ended in a 1-1 draw. Such behavior is unacceptable and does not represent the values of our club or wider fan base. Everton said in a statement, The Toffees won an award last month for their work to embed a culture of inclusion at the club and in the wider Everton community. Uh, we expect fans to reflect, reflect those values by refraining from any discriminatory chanting in the future. Um, so, you know, more just bad people doing bad things. Um, but not much to talk about there. Just wanted to bring an eye to that situation, as we often try to do when those things come up. Um, the more we see people getting consequences for their thing, hopefully the more that does start to make an impact. But let's finish up news with the actual biggest story of lately and the thing that kind of is what most people are talking about. And that is that the Premier League is set to continue with clubs determined to complete those festive fixtures. Uh, this is per The Athletic. The majority of Premier League clubs want to continue playing throughout the festive period despite a spate of recent postponements due to COVID-19 outbreaks. Premier League club executives staged a virtual meeting on Monday after the weekend's fixture list had been decimated. The Athletic revealed on Sunday that clubs were set to debate whether or not to postpone an entire round of fixtures, but it is understood that a large majority of clubs wish to play on. Some clubs, including Liverpool and Arsenal, supported moving one round of fixtures, and it is understood that they were not the only ones to speak up in favor of this, but others argued that such a plan was too complex and riddled with risk. Um, the real reason, here's the last sentence, is that any postponement would come at an economic cost for the Premier League. For example, the likelihood of Game Week 20, <laughs> set to be broadcast by Amazon Prime, would be the round of fixtures postponed, presenting additional complications. A third option, halting the season completely, was also discussed, although it is understood that no club argued in favor of such a move. That one makes sense to me. Um... Gentlemen, thoughts, any sort of general reactions to, like, how the Premier League is handling the current spate of outbreaks? I mean, it would be nice if they'd been more open before about the consistency and what the prerequisites are for the cancellations. We said this before. Yeah. You can't evaluate it on a case-by-case basis. How does that work? Um, I don't believe that the quality or level of player affected should matter. Um, it shouldn't matter if it's your first string or backup players. It's about a breach and, and safety and, and, and that passing through your teams. What I will say is, is I've not really understood the need for a two-week break of a, in the Premier League um, simply because of the fact that this isn't a problem that's endemic just in football. This is what's strange. We're using football as as the under the microscope to be the example of COVID that we we think we understand because we think we understand sport. Whereas this is something in the whole of wider society. So if they stopped football for two weeks or a week, as Thomas Frank had said, to get your uh, training facilities and uh, academies and whatever sanitized so that the players can take a break and come back in. That's all well and good. And, and of course, you're, you're rightful to do that. But unless a player and everyone he lives with sit inside their house for that period and don't go outside, all you're going to do in a week or two weeks time is bring it back in. We're at a point in this country where at the rate we are, if we carry on the number of cases 
each day for seven days. One percent of the population of the UK is getting COVID every week. So one in every hundred people is getting COVID every week. And so in a club, you're you're automatically going to be exposed to the same level. You don't live in some sort of isolation. You socialize, you go to a supermarket, you do whatever. And so the that kind of discourse I find is a bit strange um, as that an idea because I don't see how that solves any problem. All it does is kick the can down the road and it's, yeah, yeah. A, a weird one. Weird. I agree. It is it is strange. I I think the the problem you've got is that exactly what you say it's it's everywhere now. So yeah, we've got a situation where um not not as many players as we would like are are vaccinated and that's the that's the problem ultimately with with this because you've got clubs like uh Leeds where their vaccination is close to 100% or I think will be 100% by the end of the week they've said. Um, now they had a lot of other injury problems, which meant that they uh, struggled to fulfil um, getting a decent eleven out at least. But you know, they 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 did had no COVID issue at all. So I know that the vaccination isn't perfect when it comes to uh, transmissibility, but it clearly makes a difference. We know that it does have some effect on uh, transmissibility. It so. makes a difference, but I think it's being used as yeah. too much of a rod to beat with. And I, I did say this previously with the vaccination rates. What percentage of that is what age of player that literally didn't have it available to them? Um, yeah, because, true. you know, a lot of these players are 17, 18, 19, 20, who, because of the delays and the timings of it, wouldn't necessarily have it. And also there's the thing of... Well, you have to isolate. Whether you're vaccinated or not, there's a lot of people that are getting it and are testing positive for it. I know someone who had their booster dose and then two days later had a positive test and then, you know, PCR and now they've got COVID and obviously that spread. So they still have to isolate and they're triple jabbed effectively. I know it's not up to the the final thing. So I I think it's a bit of a misnomer necessarily because it's it's also an environment that's really easy to control. Um, I found it baffling, and we'll probably come into it later. Where, uh, with regards to Chelsea, is that Tuchel is obviously moaning about his players getting stuff, but then he's talking about his practices for the week, and it's like he's saying, "Well, you know, we all got the bus together, and we all sit and eat together." Yeah. And it's like, "Well, maybe, maybe don't do that. Don't do that for a bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe split players into different buses or or go into bubbles. Like you within your little mini community can control that. You know, I have yeah. social distancing measures at work. Granted, I don't play sport, I don't run about, and there is an element of that. But you know, at least in in close confines where they're probably sharing headphones to look at uh, to look at screens yeah. and and fucking about with Twitter vi- pictures and all that kind of thing. Close. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't you know, have a bit more separation and a bit more nous about those things. I don't know. That's just yeah. that's just what it feels like to me. And managers like Klopp who moan about fixture congestion don't rotate <laughs> their teams before now and only play strong players and now complain again because it's happening again. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, after after all the owners have voted to carry on, I think it's sort of... I don't think managers can moan about any any of this now. It's their own bosses who have voted to carry on. But... Something else I didn't realise is is that they are counting like COVID absences as unvaccinated people who are having to isolate. So obviously, uh, you guys know my my son's tested positive for COVID, but because me and Kelly are vaccinated, we don't have to isolate. We can still go out and about. 
as it happens, my work told me they don't want me anymore. So that's fine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm now staying at home. And, uh, that's, and not, not that's not to do with COVID. That's just... No, no, absolutely. This is just their chance to get rid of me. Uh, but, and I'm not working again until January. But like the if we hadn't been vaccinated, uh, me and Kelly would have to isolate. And they're counting unvaccinated players who are having to isolate because they're a close contact of someone with COVID as a COVID absence. And I think at some point, do you have to sanction the clubs about this? Do you have to say, well, a, a percentage of your players aren't absent because they've got COVID? Because as you say, you're absolutely right. You can be you can be triple jabbed and 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 get COVID. So, but what th- those players? I don't know. It's, mm. It feels weird that we protect the medical status of those people who make certain choices, but we hear about absolutely everything to do with injuries, absolutely everything to do with players. Uh, injury status is is fair game. We all we hear all about that, but we apparently don't get to know which ones are vaccinated and which ones aren't. Which ones have, let's be honest, caused these games to be called off by by having to isolate because they're a close contact when they might not have had to previously. Do do we expand the 25, 25 man squad so as that player teams can genuinely call upon all of their academy? You know, I don't know. It, it's tricky, but I just feel like there's a lot. There's a lot that clubs maybe could do beyond a two-week break, you know. Yeah, it's like they fucking forgot everything that they did in, like, a year ago. Well, mm-hmm. over a year ago now. Like, March 2020, Spring 2020, Project Restart. There was all sorts of protocols. It wasn't, like, just, mm. you know, oh, I guess we can't play soccer anymore. They, like, figured out things that worked. I mean, they didn't work perfectly, but, they, like, they sort of worked. And they could go back to some of that. But it, it seems to me that they're just, like, all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, either we can just keep playing normal, like everything's normal, or fuck it, we're just calling it off and taking a break or, t- or calling it off completely. And it's like, dude, find the middle ground. We're, we've, we're yeah. 20 months into this fucking thing. Like, we have strategies. It's just because everyone's burnt out that, like, yeah, we're saying, exactly. yeah, well, I, I know this is what I should do. I know this is what we should do. But, you know, everyone just fucks it off. And, like, that's what, that's true in soccer and everywhere, really. Everyone's just yeah, kind of burnt out really on shit. Is, yeah. But I don't know. It's stupid because, like, now we're there was what? nine fixtures canceled since the last time we recorded like in the last week between the two rounds that's almost half mm. half the games at this point and like some of those should have been called off we'll get to that with chelsea like chelsea has seven positive players didn't have enough people for a full bench but that game went on and you know that some of those chelsea players who were playing were probably positive but asymptomatic and tra- transmissing but weren't hadn't tested yet because that happens there's like a three-day gap from where you can give it to someone and where you test positive and every day they were turning up new positive tests for like the four days leading up to the match. So like some of those players out there probably had COVID and probably could have passed it on or who knows. But like the Premier League is just like, yeah, no, I mean, they're training, right? So like just they're, they're all in the same place. Like fucking go back to pods, go back to closed doors. Like how do we still have full capacity state? Or I guess that they're lowered now, right? But No, full capacity. Full capacity still? How the fuck do they still full capacity stadiums when this is literally like the worst in terms of new cases that it's been the entire fucking thing? Exactly what you said, though. Society's the same, you know. They, the government, I think, might bring in some measures after Christmas, which might involve uh, bringing down things, you know, big, big sporting events, big gatherings. But like, yeah, there, there's just 
no appetite at all in authority to be the person to say something's got to change here. Yeah, because there's the, but it's like I said before, there's no point in football stopping for two weeks because these people still exist in wider society. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. I, know, I agree yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, they, they know, so they can either have a loss of revenue and then fuck up their fixtures and AFCON and the World Cup and the summer break and all of that later and the players still get COVID because wider society isn't stopping that from happening or the governments aren't stepping in and doing something or they just go well we've got to play and they aren't gonna they aren't gonna willfully turn down 20 30 40 50 60 hell 70 thousand people coming into the stadiums a week because Mm. they they fucking need it because they don't know when everything's gonna stop again and you know what there's no there's unlike last time there's nothing here about support packages for any industry at the minute if it has to close or or reduce restrictions, they're t- they're talking about here making like bars and restaurants outside only again in January or after Christmas. Like, well, no one's gonna fucking go. It's minus whatever in the day, and it's dark at half three. No one's gonna sit outside in a pub. It's not the summer, so I, I, I it does seem like there 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 could be a bit more that they can do, but it's it it would feel like a a band aid on a bullet hole kind of thing because society in general is just at a point where fuck it like they don't care it's it's we're far too like you said oscar before we're 20 months into this thing and and here we are in this country anyway knocking on the door of a hundred thousand cases a day it's crazy it's crazy but i do still think they could be doing more like it's not do nothing or do or can't or do everything like find some middle ground you know Mm -hmm. but whatever um shall we get to the fixtures then gentlemen such that they were. Such as the, the handful that there were, yeah. It was the match of the day again. It was. Uh, Ian, <laughs> it must have been great for you, Ian, rolling back to the 1960s and... <laughs> well, yeah, let's start with uh, the match of the day, as Chuck said. Uh, Saturday, December 18, we had Leeds 1, Arsenal 4, 1.6 to 3.2 on XG. A truly deserved win from Arsenal here. After a 2-0 against West Ham, 2.7 and 0.3 in the weekend... Beating two decent, well, beating West Ham and a team, <laughs> and a combined six goals scored, one conceded, and only like two XG generated, or conceded with like over with six generated. Sorry, words. They done made six <laughs> XG. They didn't concede much. They good. Arsenal good. You tell me more. Good. Many Arsenal. make goal. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. By XG differential per ninety, they are now the eighth best team in the league. So they're they're slowly getting up there. Yeah, they're um, exactly neutral, right? It's zero plus minus. I mean, yeah. This is the this is the Arsenal that we expect now. Uh, they beat teams what are below them, and you know the teams that are above them, they'll probably struggle, but. You know, it's it's better football to watch. I think um, they're they're performing quite well in the in the light of um, you know the Aubameyang captaincy fiasco and uh, Martinelli, Emil Smith Rowe, um, Bukayo Saka, uh, Tommy Yasu, Ramsdale still are all doing fantastic things. And their young players um, are, are stepping up quite admirably as well. And so um, Saka's so good. Saka's so good. Speaking of the young players, he's so fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, like really he's good. an Arsenal player, and I like him. Admit, That's how you know. Uh, we didn't talk <laughs> about it, but Martinelli. I really enjoyed Martinelli's goal against yeah. West Ham, which was just—it was just a great Thierry Henry-esque direct run, just from the side, yeah. forty-five degrees straight towards goal. Pick it up in the half space, drive into the box, goal. Like just lovely, lovely to watch. This is weird. 
where's shit Arsenal gone? Leeds continue to fuck knows what. I mean, the Palace losing 1-0 to them looks worse and worse every fucking week because they <laughs> they conceded 11 goals in their last two games and they kept a clean sheet against us. Uh, 14 goals, sorry, if you include Chelsea in the last three. So, ay, 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 that was uh, bad vibes. Uh, no good, many no good. So, um, yeah, Leeds are fuck. Leeds are fucked. Leeds are 24% to get relegated. The only teams worse than them are Burnley, Watford, and the two that are definitely going down. Um, so Leeds, not so good. They're in that three-horse race for the third relegation spot. Arsenal are now the favorites for fourth place after this result. They are at 40% for fourth place. Wow. Uh, compared to United's 28, West Ham 18, and Tottenham 11. Tottenham's number you would expect to go up, given Conte, blah, 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 but 39%. Three games, and Tottenham have three games in hand. <laughs> also which, that. Which is yep. wild. But I would say for me, at least, this is qualitatively different from our, for Arsenal from before because before the last time we sort of checked in on them um they were losing the teams that they were gonna lose to pretty severely and they were beating the teams that they were supposed to beat but only barely like that xg wasn't good this is different this is like what on against west ham 2.7 to 0.3 is really fucking good against a good team in west ham and then over the weekend generating 3.2 against Mm 1.6 so like they're generating real numbers now which is different from them I think, from anything we've seen so far this season. And it is coming from the young players. Their young players are really fucking good. Arsenal could be really good in like two or three years if they get a good manager and play their cards right. I said this, Adam, you'll remember. I said it in the transfer episode we did way back. You two were both saying it was shit. I said it was the perfect window <laughs> for where they were. And you went, yeah, guys, it's fucking shit. Not going to be good. Uh, look what everyone's saying now. Apart from Ramsdale. I was 100% wrong on Ramsdale. <laughs> as, <laughs> as was every other fucker. Uh, th- but come on. 30 million quid on someone who'd just been relegated twice and had the worst save percentage and just was one of the worst goalkeeping, uh, performing goalkeepers in that whole time. Like the, the, it, yeah. it was all there for him not to. I mean, granted, a lot of the saves he makes, he makes them look a lot better better than they are um <laughs> he's box office isn't he? <laughs> he's box office uh ben white 50 million pound ben white giving away a penalty again well done um you're good mate <laughs> classic em- embrace that brighton style leads where did he come from uh, brighton uh, yeah brighton um just yeah weird benjamin sorry benjamin um misnaming misnaming <laughs> but yeah good it's it's good things for him it's it's positives and and oscar like you said it's deserving more the the performances to go with it and and I think now with it's the time it's the not having to worry about European competitions I mean Arsenal were traveling to like Azerbaijan before right in the Europa League that's ridiculous that's like a five hour four and a half hour five hour flight um from the UK I don't think you can get there direct either um good good times for them Arteta celebrating his two-year anniversary at the club today um Oscar do you still think he's a bad manager Yes, I do. Okay. Straightforward, yes. I mean, 100%. Arsenal, if they had a good manager, much like United, would be scarier, but they're not. Well, they still have Arteta. They'll pull off random good games, but no. Uh, so Arteta might, you know, may or may not be brilliant. Uh, but what, He's not. What point does, uh, what point, if any, does Bielsa get questions about, about him? I mean, Leeds fans are pretty evangelical Ooh. about him for now. But how how bad does it have to get before he gets questioned? Bielsa goes before he gets questioned. That's possibly true, yeah. yeah. But is is there a point when he gets questioned, you know, at all? I mean, it has to do with expectations, right? Like, Leeds 
are do they think of themselves as a mid-table team or do they think of themselves as like one good season though can change expectations massively yeah i, I mean, mean sure look at ranieri at leicester <laughs> like well yeah exactly yeah i just uh yeah i mean i know he's had a he's had a huge amount of injury problems but going man for man against arsenal in this just seemed not great to be honest it, it was it, arsenal smelt blood from the off didn't they it was, he, he it was, has no but he has yeah. no players he has no players and like we've it's said before true. we talked yeah. about Bielsa burnout like the amount of fucking injuries they've got is ridiculous like yeah. it's just outrageous half the like his bench just looked like a collection of Charles Dickens novels uh, the well, his bench had a 15 year old on it 15 year old 15 2006 that little prick was born <laughs> <laughs> Imagine such a thing. Absolute bastard. At fifteen, I was in the park by under like by the swings drinking white lightning out of straight out of a three litre bottle. You know what I mean? Like Oh six. Ugh. There was someone on a Premier League bench born in 06 this weekend? That's fucking horrifying. Yeah. I was a Premier League fan already. Drinking special brew by the river, you know what I mean? And this little toad has only just started doing that yeah he's sitting there on a bloody premier league bench no congratulations mate that's really good um but that's but that's it and from what i've heard from more learned people than me is that bielsa is very much one to walk away when he feels like he's taken something as far as he can and mm. so that's kind of what a bit of the chatter is now is does he feel like he's taken leads as far as he can not that Leeds would turn on him because they're still singing non-stop. They didn't leave yeah, at the seven-nil City in the week. They they were still singing uh, Arsenal. You know they absolutely they, and yeah. they stayed as well and support him. So I I think that's what's more likely. I think Bielsa yeah. would. I'm not reacting to anything I've seen from Leeds fans or anything at all. It is just a sort of preemptive. Yeah. You know they they finished so well uh, last year, and this season looks like they're in genuine trouble of relegation. Mm. I just wanted to preemptively get the question. Maybe in, you know. I mean, if we're going to talk about genuine candidates for relegation, surely Newcastle right there. I mean, the Eddie Howe revolution rocks on, baby, doesn't it? <laughs> that that oh, uh, tour tour of the pitch, that lap of honour is looking less and less <laughs> stupid every week, isn't it, Ian? <laughs> I, I stand by it that there's nothing to there is nothing to go around the pitch and celebrate this season at all. Celebrate their only points. win of the season after 38 but, games. If you look back and say, yeah, at least they celebrated that one. At least they got the Sports Direct letters off the fucking stadium. Oh, at least they yeah. wave a load of fucking flags. <laughs> We've got our club back. You ain't got shit, mate. Honestly. Oh, man, that first... Was it the first goal where uh, Clark just left it? <laughs> the fuck is he doing? How do you let him bounce like that in the box in front of a keeper? Unbelievable. Like, and, I mean, even, even if you get a shout as a defender... Like... I don't know where you guys played if you ever played football, but I I played in defence. And FIFA. even if I got even if I got a shout, I would sometimes still clear it and just apologise later. And go, because you know, the, if the in one doubt, thing you, kick if it you out. can deal with it. If yeah, in doubt, you can kick deal it, with it out. You've got to do it. It's, it was awful, awful, and it just set the tone, didn't it? Absolutely, Oscar, give us the numbers. Hell yeah, I got Newcastle zero, Manchester City four. Ooh. Newcastle 0.4 to City's 3.1. That also matches up with City's big result over the midweek, which was 7-0 against Leeds. (laughs) 3.5 to 0.2. So City generating 6.6 XG in two matches, scoring 11 goals. 
Fucking hell, man. Messier made eight saves in the 7-0. He he played amazingly well. He was so good. (laughs) He he made a triple save for John Stone's goal. Stone's like headed it at him, headed it at him again, kicked it, he saved it. No Leeds players supported him whatever. And then Stone's finally kicked it in. He's like, come the fuck on, guys. Can you help me out? I know, I know we've got someone on the bench sitting in his GCSEs right now with a teacher <laughs> next to him, but come on, just help me out, man. The kid's doing fraction problems, trying to solve, trying to solve for X, find the hypotenuse, practicing for the SATs in case and he wants that's to just do. To, and that's just to learn Bielsa's fucking tactics. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. he needs to get his trigonometry up. But, yeah. Not to, but yeah, not to digress from City too much, but City the steamroller city are back uh, i guess outscoring yeah. you know they they got a bit worried that liverpool were outscoring them for a bit and now you know they're only <laughs> six goals behind liverpool for the year those two so teams one, one game then those two teams after 18 matches have scored 94 goals between them. oh my god that's <laughs> so insane terrifying uh, checking in on the percentages this puts city at 69 nice percent nice. to yeah. win the title that's that's seems high to me if I'm not I'm gonna be honest with you. They're on sixty nine, Liverpool twenty six, Chelsea nice. on five. Five for Chelsea seems generous at this point, but that's because I'm cranky. Five too many. <laughs> yeah. Um sixty nine percent. Do you guys think City are gonna do it? Uh, I mean it's 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 there's no point fucking doing this now, is there? It's just it's <laughs> and literally yet every week the, the swings are gonna be so wild though, because like you you make one slip up and you drop like two points once and that's going to affect you by like nigh on 10% at the minute. So it's absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. I love it. It's it's good to watch. It's, you know, Oscar, you're probably depressed enough for the three of us, but it's a bit of a shame, Chelsea, forgetting what goals are or what clean sheets mm. are um, over the last few weeks that it's, it's kind of early doors has tainted a bit of that. But you know, it it doesn't necessarily take much. You know, a couple of drop points and a decent decent run of, of four or five wins, and then all of a sudden you've got Liverpool, City, Chelsea on the same points again. I, you know, I don't I don't think that's beyond belief. Um, you know, we've still got a lot of games to make up. There's uh, Champions League knockouts and and how that will will taint things for 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 Man City, especially as we go into the third year of them have having quote unquote having to win the Champions League um <laughs> so yeah it's just a bit wild but they've they've got the team they've got the the, the squad to do it they can drop Foden drop Grealish because they like a bit of light spanking and and you know bring different players in <laughs> um and and just destroy it like it, just Raheem Sterling pops out of nowhere like he's hardly played this year and you're like he he's like a 120 million quid player for fuck's sake yeah but that's how Pep does man You'll, like, forget that they have fucking Lionel Messi and then he'll bring him... Like, that's just... Pep team, not literally Lionel Messi, obviously, but like... Oh, I was just trying to think if he actually went to City this year instead of PSG. I just forgot. (laughs) Missed that in the news, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah, not like us to... I only get my news from Oscar, so... (laughs) Yeah, I know, yeah. I only get my news from Twitter, so... (laughs) Oh, dear. This doesn't work at all. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'll take that as a yes from Chucky. And do you think City are going to win the title? I, I, it's you can't bet against them, can you? You absolutely can't bet against. Oh, you them. can They're just. Oh, you can. You can oh, bet well, against them. You if literally you could. Yeah, that's true. You could that's yeah. throwing money away. That's yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But I mean, awful. Yeah, that that would be throwing money away. But Pep didn't enjoy this as a performance. He wasn't happy, um, and that just shows you the levels. I think that when 
you blow a that team he's a fucking weirdo. Well, he's a weirdo. Of course he's a weirdo. But like, he's the first half was one of the worst we've played all season. All right, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, he's. I assume he's trying to make sure that complacency games, doesn't. Mind games in it Mind as well. Mind games in his own team. Yeah. Yeah, but that's why they are as good as they are because there's they never feel comfortable. They're always going. I mean, Tuchel does that too. It hasn't worked, you know, whatever. We'll talk about Chelsea, but like that's what the best managers and the best teams and like truly, truly elite, like top yeah. five teams in the world year in, year out. That's how you have to be. That has to be the mentality. Well, yeah, there was that. And then, you know, I think the main on the Newcastle side talking point was the uh, incident with Edison on Ryan Fraser, um, Mm. where Cancelo obviously takes the ball away from Fraser and then he's running off. And then as Fraser's kind of making a turn, uh, I don't know if he goes down or he looks for contact as well, but Edison then just slides in and takes him out and doesn't get something, which I thought was quite funny. I don't understand that at all. The only thing I can think of is that it's because it's not like a tackle, it's an incidental collision which happens off the ball. And so I think it's just that one is a quirk of the rules where it's like it's not a penalty because he wasn't he didn't have the ball. He wasn't in control of the ball. And also it wasn't a reckless uh, attack on, you know, if two players just run into each other by accident and trip each other up, that happens all the time. No, but that happens all the time on a football pitch. Players run across each other and trip each other up miles away from the ball and nothing happens. But you said he'd, he'd sort of made the turn and, and I, I it felt very much one-sided to me and I just don't I don't understand how that can't even be looked at. I mean, I it also odd. it's Newcastle and so... <laughs> Don't you, really... you apply different rules depending on who it is. Yeah, well, they've absolutely. got different financial rules because they're definitely not the kingdom of Saudi Arabia that are going to all sure. have all For of sure. their companies sponsor them. They're just well, they're just the investment up, fund that looks after the money of the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Can yeah, we please yeah, make yeah. can we please make sure we have a hard line difference between absolutely. that, guys? For goodness absolutely. sake! Yeah, I think it, it'll it'll be a while before we see Newcastle win a sports washing derby. I think that's City for the time being. A hundred percent. I remember this, and I can't remember if I said by Christmas or by January when Eddie Howe took over. I said uh, Newcastle will get there on twelve points, and they're on ten now, <laughs> and they've got Man United and they've got Everton until we hit the new year. So at most, I think Newcastle now can get into the new year on thirteen points. Are well, you kidding you me? Whether, whether you said Christmas or New Year, you've been vindicated there. Yeah. It's between ten and thirteen points after twenty games, like Jesus, they're they're fucked. It's his birthday. G- yes, it is. Happy birthday to baby Jesus. <laughs> uh, We're doing shout outs now. Are we? Yeah, I happy birthday, I... Jesus. <laughs> um, let's transition from one title race uh, favorite, let's say, to another. Uh, and that was Liverpool 2, Tottenham 2, Liverpool 3.4, sorry, Tottenham 3.4 to Liverpool's 1.5. Mr. Simpson, I think you need to cue the jingle on this one. Ooh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. Not a lot of times that we'll use Burnley of the week to describe Tottenham and Liverpool, because Liverpool, less than half of Tottenham, Tottenham's XG and getting a 2-2 draw here. Highly undeserved. Highly mm. undeserved. I mean... Against ooh, fucking Spurs, um, bro. The the adjudication panel might decree that this is more of <laughs> spurs Watfording than liverpool Burnley, But, um, yeah, wild. I mean, 
they counterattacked perfectly, generated really decent chances. Um, I mean, they they, the, they did three point four xg, but they only had ten shots. So yep, and like, they did about seven point six xp expected penalties and red cards. Well, oh yeah, Jesus, yeah, red cards and uh, penalties or not penalties galore. Um, baffling, Baff- Harry. Bizarre. Uh, only England captain Harry Kane gets to stay on the pitch after that. Um, I don't care Just what. What anyone says, like, oh, Robertson managed to jump out of the way a bit. Fuck off. Good for what, him. So, Good because for him he protected himself. Yeah, because exactly. he protected himself and didn't allow his ankle to get shattered by someone who went in studs up. Uh, Why is nah, the onus on him to do that? That's absolutely insane. If that wasn't endangering a player, I don't know what 100% was. That's completely out of control. Insane. It's mind-boggling. Andy Robertson's was absolute red card. He just booted it. 100%. Just booted him. <laughs> just got the ball Got the ball on the back lift after he kicked, <laughs> kicked, kicked through Emerson Royale. Yeah. Well, I might as well go through with yeah. this. And the penalty too, man. The penalty was equally egregious. Or not, not penalty. Oh, well, yeah, that in a sec. I was just going to say, um, Andy Robertson getting the classic hat-trick of goal, assist, red card. Good man. Um, <laughs> but the, And yeah, the, the penalty is is outrageous. It, what, because he slows down to kick the ball. Uh, he was looking for the contact. What? What? Well, <laughs> what? even if he was. You he must never slow it. down. Yeah. Once you start running, Ian, you must never slow down. <laughs> It doesn't matter if there is a freight train coming towards you. Everyone, Adama Traore can't foul anyone because he can just run through them. Oh, you stopped. You slowed down. You went too slow. Sorry. Exactly. You, you, you were looking for the contact. Jesus titty fucking Christ. And well, then Paul Tierney thinks he's on the players to defend themselves. But something something happened a little while later, which was again a fa- like a Tottenham player ran through the back of a Liverpool player who slowed down to control the ball. And that was a free kick. And then Klopp kicked off <laughs> because he was like, what the fuck? Like, how do you say that's a free kick and that other one isn't a penalty? Because he's right. Doesn't matter where a foul is. A foul is a foul. And then Klopp gets booked. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing stuff. Just pure, utter, ridiculously wonderful shithousery by the referees in this one. <laughs> oh, it's just ineptitude. Like, they're not... The the modern game is has vastly surpassed them. And I don't know <laughs> about you guys, but it feels like... There is a permanent stalemate to create this weird fucking cabal of infallibility amongst refs, wherein refs and linesmen deliberately won't give decisions because they think VAR is going to overrule them, and VAR won't give the decisions because they don't want to overrule the officials on the field most of the time. And I I don't understand. Is there any form of society or workplace or anything where there is a literal position where if you criticize them you are punished for it how the fuck in 2021 is it that if someone if Jude Bellingham says something against the referee and gets a 50 grand <laughs> fine because someone was fucking useless at their job maybe if they had more accountability public accountability we might not be in this situation where they're fucking not fit for purpose yeah put it to a twitter vote as to who gets to referee games me just just some me i'll do it <laughs> i'll just sit there with a button yeah yeah mate uh, fuck it but like <laughs> it's send him off why 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 can't you just have var like the, the ref is useless absolutely useless or have three refs or something because they can't manage it because they've got fixture congestion they're tired as well they run a lot 
most of them are slight look like they're slightly overweight. Um, <laughs> I think what we need is Vavar, video assisted, video assisted referee. So someone watching the VAR and seeing footage of the VAR watching the footage, and then they can judge whether the VAR did a good job, and they can clear and obviously uh-huh. that, uh, make an error. Make so it, VAR. As long as it's clear and obvious. That's but why 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 is protecting the not being able to question one person on the field worth decisions being wrong i don't get it do you want do you want decisions to be right or do you just want a referee not to be challenged for being wrong that's just where it feels like for me that you you after a lot of the incidents this week you may as well not bother with a video assistant referee maybe they didn't Maybe they ran out of funds. Maybe he was isolating, but they didn't want to tell anyone. And he couldn't do it. And his internet connection went down at home. Or he couldn't press the VAR button or his microphone wouldn't work. Well, it, was, it, was back, it was back for Robertson. You need to check that one out. So he went and had a look at that one. Well, it's just funny, isn't it? Like, it's, <laughs> if no one has to, if someone in a box can check the offside lines, right? Why can he not just say, no, 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 I've looked at that. You need to give this decision. Like, they're, they're still match running referees that sit in the VAR booth. They're not like chumps oh, or yeah. trainees or whatever. They're yeah. people who know. Why don't you just get him to go, you know what, you can go over to the monitor to sell it if you want, but you have to give this. That's it. Yeah. It's just it's just wild. I, I don't, I don't get it. It was very hilariously bad result uh, decisions, which is literally the point of what VAR is supposed to be for, and then they well, just that's the, that's the, like, exactly shit the it. That's the problem. It's the, the, the only positive from VAR is that we get better decision-making. You know, we, we, we get those those massive games that really matter. You don't get mistakes being made. And if that positive isn't being fulfilled, then, you know, you, you're left going, well, what is the point of it? And obviously we're pro-VAR, absolutely. But it's really fucking hard to defend it when you watch a game like this. When you've got, you know, it, inconsistency in incidents. You had a similar with... Um, Leeds Arsenal were very close to each other. There were two tackles that were really, really similar and just di- different reactions to them. And VAR not being able to get involved because it was only mm-hmm. a yellow card in in that one. That was what... Oh, that's um, fucking stupid. That's what we're left with. And it's 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 you're left with a worse viewing experience. <laughs> Maybe a more dramatic one, I don't know. But a, a worse viewing experience. It's certainly given us some t- talking points. But it's not... Certainly in this game, it was nowhere near... The, the whole official team were nowhere near delivering what they the 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 quality of officiating you should be getting in what is in the Premier League a top level game and this was a fun game to watch um you know Tottenham were unexpectedly good i i thought yeah. they 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 did they did really well i think liverpool um who didn't have the didn't have the defensive uh players who they uh, Van Dyke was out for this wasn't he mm-hmm. and um they but they were still going forward as if he wasn't <laughs> you know you could usually sort of rely on him a bit more and you've got I think we've not got Van Dyke you they've got to chill out a little bit because uh they were they were playing a Tottenham team who weren't who weren't scared of Liverpool it seemed and it was to the, to their credit it was a fun game but it was it you you left talking about the mad refereeing incidents which Changed perception of the game as well because, uh, you know, what you were saying there, Oscar, about the XG, and and fair enough, but a draw felt right to me. Yeah, so that was going to be my follow-up question is, you know, we said this is Burnley of the Week because of the XG, like Tottenham generated a lot more XG, but obviously something that XG misses is like 
that should have been a red card for Harry Kane, which then will have all sorts of game state effects. And that should have been a penalty that Liverpool didn't and get, which would Johnson, have added yeah. to their XG massively, right? So, like, mm-hmm. was Liverpool lucky to get a draw? Was Liverpool unlucky to get a draw? Like, what, the, the truth of that is harder, I think, to figure out this week than most other weeks. If you That's, put yeah. if you put all the refereeing decisions aside and the, the what ifery about that and just look at what actually happened, yes, Liverpool were lucky to get out of this with a point. Because the quality of chances, like I, I said, Spurs that. Spurs generated that 3.4 off 10 shots. I think Liverpool generated their like 1.9 off of about 26 or something like that. So you look at the quality of chances they're getting, like Spurs were just missing sitters. Like Sun messed up rounding Allison one time and Kane didn't get a decent ball to him from, oh, I can't remember who passed it now. Um, but just, you know, it didn't quite clear it enough to round to, to kick it round Alisson either. So two huge chances there for them to go 4-2. So Tottenham looked much better under Conte then, right? Like generating chances and stuff, like you just said. Yeah, I mean, they had two weeks of getting shouted at by him. So, yeah. <laughs> That's true. It. Plenty of time to prepare for this match. So that does help. <laughs> that is an advantage. They were more rested. Harry Kane gets two weeks off and then he scores a goal, of course. <laughs> Shot. Yeah, that sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, um, no, it's, it's, again, exciting. You know, they were effective against Liverpool. Klopp criticised them as having a blah, 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 blah. Oh, they just simple game plan. Well, unfortunately, mate, if you're undone by a simple game plan, you know what I mean? Maybe you need to adjust. Yeah. That um, does seem like a problem. Absolutely. Exactly. Oscar, you've put it off long enough, mate. Yeah, fair enough. All right. <laughs> um, we had a double whammy of Chelsea disappointing results. Chelsea three fucking horrendous Burnleys in a row, if we go back to the Leeds one from last week as well. But in the midweek, Chelsea won, Everton won, Chelsea 2.7 to Everton's 0.4. Oh, that was a we better beat them, we beat score them 3-1. Just saying, we beat them 3-1. Yeah, well, <laughs> just say. Um, and then this week and 0-0 with Wolves, 0.3 to 0.8. So Chelsea have won significantly their last three fixtures on XG and got a loss and two draws. Which is really fucking annoying. That sounds like us last year, this time last year especially. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger issue for me in this match for this one is like, why the fuck did it happen at all? Chelsea, you know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but Chelsea had seven positive fucking cases um, that they knew of at the time. Not enough healthy players for a full fucking bench. We right. did not have a full bench. Right. And right. this went right. on. Right. Like, no. right. Look at the... Stop fucking from your pedestal about not having look at the team Leeds played a 15 year old are you telling me to to fill out the bench are you telling me Chelsea in their ridiculous lone army of 48 players their academy teams that they have couldn't fill another three spots on a bench that is ridiculous and then you look at the value of players in that team you know, it that's absolutely ridiculous. That you that it, it feels like oh we couldn't like yeah, you deliberately left people out that you could have picked to to go in there. That's I that's mean just I'm pretty the sure the rules means that if they had players that were available they would have to put no, them on the no, bench. No, you you Chelsea decided no. to not add under twenty three oh, players really? to okay. their senior All squad. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And you know, it, it, and when we're talking about Chelsea and, and you were guilty of this as well, Chelsea and their incredible depth of having two starting elevens that they can play and yep. now, what, that's not good enough to have Edouard Mendy, Rudiger, Alonso, Thiago Silva, N'Golo Kante, Christian Pulisic, uh, Chalabar, Mount, Ziyech, James, Azpilicueta, Arisa Balaga, 
Bettinelli, who granted, yeah, third goalkeeper, fair enough. Uh, oh, Kovacic was back. Saul, Ross Barkley and Malang Sar. Like, there's more money in that team, 100%, than Palace have ever spent in their entire history. Every player there, apart from obviously academy players, because you didn't pay for them, are probably more than my team has ever paid on a player. Yeah, I mean, that that's a reasonable point but like a lot of those names on that list had no business being on the list and wouldn't have been on the list if it wasn't all hands on deck emergency like Conte was two to three weeks from being actually fit to come back they just threw him in here he hasn't even been like but then that's, fully but training then, yet but then I'm sorry that's and like we had a 22 year old center back playing at center mid out of position Kovacic wasn't ready to be back and they threw him on for the second half because Chaloba got hurt like it, this match shouldn't have happened and for COVID reasons also but like it's frustrating. He, he, it's very he frustrating. Massively, uh, he massively cut off his nose to spite his face then, if that's the case. To make a point about, oh, I can't play any of the under-23s, rushes back and Golo Kante, risks other injuries, and that kind of, like, just take, you know, Wolves, we've seen, Wolves have played Chelsea, City, Liverpool. They've conceded three, uh, two goals in those three games, which is insane. They've they've both scored and conceded less goals than games. They've had five clean sheets out of the last seven, um, which is mad. The only two teams they've conceded against being Liverpool and City. So, like, you know they're going to play massively low block. So, you know, get give a chance, give chances to other players who maybe try something and and you know what I mean, or have something to prove in your vast swathes of players. I just I just don't buy it like if if he's if he's gonna turn around and say he rushed players well that's your own fucking fault that's i don't see that as any different to klopp moaning about fixture congestion and then you know his champions league group for example after four games they definitely won the group and he's still running out of first 11 like i i don't see those two things as being different personally i mean it when you have seven covid cases that's pretty much a huge extenuating circumstance to me at least, like we weren't running out our first eleven. We were running out the only players that we had that were like healthy, even and barely that. We were running out the tape together hamstrings of Angolo Kante. Like <laughs> the um, what's come out of the, today's Premier League meeting. So it's obviously Monday evening for us as we record uh, today's Premier League meeting. Is uh, that if clubs have thirteen fit players plus a goalkeeper, they should fulfil their games. Do we know if that's been what's the criteria that's been applied so far, or is that new? I have, have no, no idea. idea. No idea, because yeah, yeah, they they haven't ever properly announced who and how many cases they have, and you don't no. know how many you have running concurrently. I think Klopp said in one of his post match interviews that they were told they had the least COVID when they had three cases in one day and then one the next day. I believe right. so four over two days and they were the lowest, um, which is weird because I, I spoke about Palace and we we posted something that one member of coaching staff had a COVID case um, a few days ago. And that's the first I've seen of anything of any players having it or, or whatever. Um, yeah. And obviously some players, some teams have had a lot more. Some teams maybe have, you know, disclosed it when it's more higher profile players as if mm-hmm, that should make mm-hmm. a difference, which yeah. which can't be a barometer. Because no. um, of of uh, ability can't be the the kind of deciding factor on whether a game gets cancelled or box office no. it does seem to be that a lot of the matches that are on Sky Sports still go ahead when yeah. um, teams ask for them to be moved, um, which was the case this week. Well, these these numbers of thirteen fit plus a goalkeeper, 
Um, so 14. I don't know why that's <laughs> sort of named differently. Well, but anyway. No, right. because one, one so has to be a goalkeeper. To a goal. yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, put... Put whoever in goal, you know, doesn't matter. Rush goalie. No, Not they right. have to be properly um, trained. They need to know how to put the gloves on. Okay, fine, fine. Then um, that that feels really low. Like it feels like it is really club, low. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, unless a club has been absolutely decimated, it feels like that can't. That must be new guidance that they're putting in to ensure that as many games no, that's, get that's played. That's just what UEFA have possible. done with their competitions. Take action. That's tries to help you stop getting into that situation as much as possible but this is the level there has to be a level like you only need 11 players and three 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 subs that's that's all you need yeah. but that, what i'm saying is that feels like a goalpost move because there's there's absolutely no way man united couldn't put out 14 players well, especially surely. like i think if you read the fine print of that rule it also says like if you can't fill it out with senior players play it fill it out with u21s or u23s like yeah you know that's definitely that that's what's so frustrating to me like i don't want to sit here and moan and be like oh blah 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 we we didn't get the results we got we were so unfairly treated etc like you know we didn't beat we didn't beat wolves that happened we played on the pitch and we didn't beat wolves and it was a decent ish 11 sort of um but like when there's so many fixtures getting canceled, Chelsea have seven cases. They specifically requested for this fixture to get postponed. It's not like they just assumed that it would happen. They put in an official request and then that gets denied. It's just fucking crazy yeah. to me. That's just fucking crazy. I think that's crazy. where you've got a genuine grievance is when, when Man United are getting games postponed and, and stuff like that. I think without, with the no yeah. zero transparency. I think, I think it should have been postponed. But, you know. You know. I don't know. I want. I my my team hasn't had massive COVID problems. I want to play these fucking injury ravaged teams. <laughs> why yeah, why yeah. why do they get? You know, that's the other side of it. You know, you've got there are there are clubs that in a weird way will benefit from this. You look at, for example, Brighton who have got a massive injury crisis. Well, you know, tack on a couple of um, COVID cases. Happy days. We get a couple of weeks off. These players can um, recuperate. We all get a rest and come back and. You know, and then there's this fixture congestion later. Whereas then, you know, what about the other teams and how it flexes? And it it all balance out in a wash. But you know, yeah, it's the other side of it that it's it's uh when we didn't have a prerequisite before, like you said, Oscar, because they were they were saying it was a case by case basis, which is backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they bring in a, a barometer. We now go well by new new rules. That game potentially three weeks ago that would have happened, and maybe because of who was out, like we would have won. But now we don't. So it's it's mm. messy as shit. Um, yep. So many layers and almost like individual arguments in the saga that that could be had uh, either way. But you know, it happened. Game happened. Maybe we'll have more games. Uh, maybe we won't have more games. Who knows? We'll see. The next game's against Villa, so anytime we get to go and do something bad to Gerard, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> um, really upsetting. On a final note here for Chelsea, at least not really football related, but fucking Havertz was one of the people that has COVID again. Or has COVID. Oh, again. After having oh very God. bad COVID last year. I know. That was why he was bad for the first half of the season. He didn't have lungs. You know, like it took forever for him to recover. And I worry yeah, that him man, having it now after fun. having a particularly severe case, whatever long-term damage that did last year, that can't be good. Right? Like it took him that many months to get back to fitness. I don't know. So our, our love and thoughts with Havertz among all the other players, but knowing that he specifically had bad COVID last year and now has it again. Mm-hmm. Very troubling. So I hope that he's okay for like human reasons and also obviously for Chelsea reasons. But yeah, I mean, the good thing is now, you know, you know, they moan about a break. Well, you know, every team's off for the next six days. Uh, and then we've got football on the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 1st, 2nd and 3rd. So I don't know what they're whinging about, to be honest. Here comes the tinsel window. 
I'd love to play all that football, but never mind. Um, gentlemen, should we quiz? Fuck oh, yeah. Let's, quiz. Yeah, let's quiz. Um, oh, shit. Uh, it's not a bluffer, so I need a jingle. Um, after the match, they talk to the people sometimes. They say things that are weird. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes you're like, what the fuck are you on about, mate? Um, it's a quiz about uh, yeah. post-match conferences. I enjoyed that. That was explanatory Thanks. as well. Right? Um, <laughs> so I have taken, and I thought I'd do this one as a as a kind of a, a trailer to see for if we can extend it and do it to a larger one. So I have got from uh, I've got eight quotes from post match interviews <laughs> yeah. from pl- from players and managers. Okay. Some well, some are players, some are managers. Um, for the sake of ease, there's eight in total, as I said. There is one per team that played this week, um, and you've just got to tell me who you think said it. Um, oh, you're, brilliant! You're is, right. Was it from this this week's post matches? This, yeah, this week's this week's post matches. Yeah, excellent. Um, some, yeah, so you will get. I will say, if you get the person, you get a point. If you guess the team, you get half a point. How about that? Okay, sounds fair enough. Just because I know, I, I want you to all get points, and I know Oscar doesn't know people. Um, all the teams that played this week. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We did work through that. Yeah. So the first quote is, "No, no, definitely not. I thought it was a strong tackle, but I thought I won the ball. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't seen it back. Who said that for number one? <laughs> Just hear me pouring wine. Oh, I know. Yeah, I did actually. Um, but I'm also laughing at this, this quote. Quote number two. Number two. No, it was more a muscular issue. Obviously, he's got a big load on him. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> no, it was more a muscular issue. Obviously, he's got a big load on him. That was regarding a player being substituted off in a match. Interesting. Quote number three. The circumstances are the circumstances and the game is the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> yes. Number four. The situation, what the referee had today is really hard. I have no idea what his problem is. <laughs> the situation, what the referee had today is really hard. I have no idea what his problem is. I'm going to get a zero on this quiz. <laughs> but remember, you can go back and obviously fill in. There's one per team. So, you know, even if you guess per team, maybe. Number five. <laughs> When we are defending, we are playing as a team. When they do that and the opponents need to feel, we're hard. <laughs> when we are defending, we are playing as a team. When they do that, when sorry, when they do that and the opponents need to feel, we're hard. Well, even if I get zero, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Having fun. Uh, number six. Number six. Good result, not good performance. We were lucky. Oh, shit. Well, that takes out my last... Right, okay. Good result, not good performance. We were lucky. Number seven. Take the goals away, and I think we were in the game. Oh, I know that one. <laughs> I, I put that one for an early one, but that is fucking hilarious, yeah. Take the goals away, and I think we were in the game. Oh, well, I've got guaranteed points on that one at least, because I remember thinking, you fucking moron. <laughs> That's amazing. That's such a good quote. Yeah. That reminds me of my favorite terrible joke. Well, besides that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, enough times passed. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and the last one, number eight. 
So we have eight defenders less and three forwards less, and I can't deny that's a difficulty, but I also can't justify the defeat due to the absences. Okay, I think I know that one as well. A manager taking responsibility and not using excuses. <laughs> Okie dokie, number one then. Let's go answer time. And I hope you were playing along at home and having a <laughs> bloody lovely time. You deserve it. Merry Christmas. No, no, definitely not. I thought it was a strong tackle, but I thought I won the ball. Obviously, I haven't seen it back. That was, of course, Harry Kane hey. about his tackle on Andy Robertson. I thought it was a strong tackle, but I thought the won the ball. Yes, you handballed it after you went through his <laughs> fucking ankle. Yeah, strong tackle. Uh, strong second tackle. one. No, no, it was more a muscular issue. Obviously, he's got a big load on him. Uh, that was Mikel Arteta uh. of Arsenal talking about Takahiro Tomiyasu. <laughs> Oh, of course. And the, reason, and the reason he got subbed for an injury. No, it was more a muscular issue. Obviously, he's got a big load on him. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Fun times. Number three, Thomas Tuchel was the person who started his interview with the circumstances are the circumstances and the game is the game. I knew that one. Nice and vague. Uh, Thomas Tuchel or half a point for Chelsea, obviously. Uh, number four, the situation what the referee had today is really hard. I have no idea what his problem is. That is obviously the German Holloway, Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm doing pretty good so far. Yeah, well, what's your running title, Oscar, after four? Three. Yeah, I've got three, yeah. What, did you miss number two? I missed two and three. Oh, you're getting half points. Yeah, I don't yeah, have any got, half points. Well, you, you, must, you must do for the teams. Wait, I don't understand the scoring then. I just wrote down Kane, Tuchel and Klopp. He said he was said he was giving half points for the teams as well. I thought the half point was only if you don't get the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't get the person, oh. you get half a point for the team. Oh, sorry. But okay. if you get the person, you get a point. Oh, okay. Ian, are you? Are you? Are you? I'm cheating fucking, again. Are you fluffing again? I'm cheating again. Okay. Yeah. In that case, I've got two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you get half a point for the team. Gotcha. Or if you got the person, maybe okay. I didn't explain that very well. No, Fuck that's it. okay. No, I'm still not sure. <laughs> no, Oscar. Look, I'm not. No offense, Oscar. If Oscar got it, you explained it perfectly, <laughs> because he okay. usually has no idea what's going on in these quizzes. Oscar, when he's now he said no offense, I'm trying to work out who he would have offended. Me, <laughs> I think. Yeah, definitely, Oscar. <laughs> so number five, when we are defending, we are playing as a team. When they do that, and the opponents need to feel we're hard, was Bruno Large. Ah, uh, oh, damn it! Oh no, I tried. Con I said Conte on that one. Oh, that would, that's a good shout, actually, on saying something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did go through... I mean, I did say that there was only one per team. Um, but uh, which I means my through. next one is wrong. Possibly. Uh, good result, not good performance, we were lucky, was, of course, Pep Guardiola, yep, yep. the fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't have any City on here. That makes sense. There you go, one for Pep, half for City. Uh, take the goals away, and I think we were in the game. <laughs> Ryan was, uh, Fraser. That squashed, that squashed frog, <laughs> Ryan Fraser of Newcastle. Yeah, that will happen in 4-0. Um, take the goals away. Take you the goals the away. Bloody nil-nil. God, so close. So close, I said Ryan. I had uh, Newcastle there, so I get the half point at least. You get the half there point. There you go, yeah. half point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and the last one. Uh, so we have eight defenders less and three forwards less. And I can't deny that's a difficulty, but I also can't justify the defeat due to the absences. I thought about writing in the Spanish bit as well. <laughs> I thought that might give it away. And also, yeah. I don't know Spanish. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa yes. of Leeds. 
was the eighth one. So, of course, if you got the person, uh, you get one point. If you got the team, you got half a point. Obviously, that's in substitution of Ian before you <coughs> add points onto yourself. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've got the new scoring system. Uh, what is the score in the quiz? Is it 6-5 or 7-5? Seven, five? Seven, uh, 6-5. I was ahead and then Ian tied yeah. it and then passed it. Okay, 6-5. So, Oscar, what is your total score? 4.5. 4.5. Ian, what did you get? 5. Bad music! <laughs> oh, man. Ryan Fraser saved me. Oh. Of course he did. Ryan, no one's ever <laughs> said that ever. Said that. <laughs> congratulations, Ian. 7-5 overall in the quiz. Uh, congratulations to you. Commiserations, Oscar. Things, you know. Things can yeah. only get better, mate. Remember that. Can they? Um, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, it certainly doesn't feel like it. But let's see. Um, obviously, we're in a run-up for Christmas. We were planning on doing FPL, but we realised that we uh, talk about this this other four games. Four games for quite <laughs> a while. Games. Obviously, um, we are... We are known to do. Um, just want to just remind everyone again, though, that um, yes, I am top of the Patreon league at Christmas. Yeah. Um, everyone else is worrying oh. about games being cancelled, and I drop <laughs> seventy point game weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Captain Cancelo, thirty six points. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. thanks. And mate. captain Captain Cancelo, wasn't it? Captain Cancelo, yeah, mate. Yeah. All the fixture congestion. What? What about it? 70. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, very Guys, nice. Just, yeah, into the, yeah, Oscar. Oscar you, you know. I don't, I don't need your praise you know this is, I, I need it I really need it guys and first place in the fan tracks I believe as well Chuck is that not true oh well if you're going to mention that as well yes in the draft league I'm top of that one as well the lower well, division the second granted. division we should be clear you're the top of the championship hey look I'm propping up the pyramid that's having, what it's about having said all this as well uh, if if you want to take a shot at the champ uh Patreon.com slash Mars Offside Pod because we said if you were in, I don't know if you remember this, guys, we said if you were in the Patreon before January oh, yeah. the 1st and you join the FPL League and you can't stick with us until the end of the season, there is a £50 prize for uh, the FPL. £51. £51 prize for the FPL winner. Uh, so yeah, if you did, we, did take... we say did we say fifty pound or did I just say a hundred pound on air? No, there was something you raised to a hundred pound, wasn't that the wasn't that the predictor league? Predictor league, oh, I think. Oh no, predictor league would have been a hundred, but not enough people entered. Even if yeah. when I eventually get round to putting Emily in the spreadsheet. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, there yeah, is yeah. a prize of fifty pounds or something. Fifty-one pounds. Fifty quid, you get FPL pods for me and Ian, quid. and we do lovely stuff. Fifty-one pounds, fine. Um, yeah, we it's do divisible by three. stuff. We also pick differential picks each week and give you tips. And mine this week was Martinelli oh, again. Say God. no more about it, guys. I'm just, <laughs> just so much praise. Um, right. Well, we don't know what's obviously going to happen between now and Christmas, but the next fixture is on the 26th of December. Fingers crossed, we get all of that football. We've got Liverpool, Leeds, Wolves, Watford. Wow, two L derbies and two W derbies. This one's um, for all the L's and all the W's. Yeah, it will be Liverpool or Eads versus Wolves or Otford. Um, <laughs> Burnley, Everton, Man City, Leicester, Norwich, Arsenal, Spurs, Palace, West Ham, Southampton, Villa, Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford. Another Burr derby there. It'll either be Iton or Entford. Um, and then Monday, the 27th, is Newcastle versus Manchester United. We then, again, we've got all the Amazon Prime games on the 28th to the 30th. 
We've got the 1st of January. I mean, I'm going to be out of the country. Um, I told you guys that, right? Yeah? Yes. You, yeah, you mentioned yep. it. Yeah. And maybe, yes. hopefully, be Third able to time get back lucky. in. Third time lucky. Well, if I don't, I, it won't be that big of a loss, let's face it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, from all of us, it's uh, definitely a, a very Merry Christmas. A very yeah. Merry Christmas. Um, Ian, any fucking time with the music. Um there we go. Uh, well, we're, we're breaking for Christmas. It would have been nice if you put some bells over it as well, you know, but uh, you add that in in post or something. Um, I'll do that, yeah. Say goodbye, Ian. Goodbye. Merry say, Christmas. Say goodbye, Ian. Say goodbye, Oscar. Happy holidays. Um, thanks to our producers, Nate Whitham, Johnny Wervers, Sam Danby, Jeff Pedder, Mark Daffin, and shit. Eddie ah! Pepper's. Eddie Pepper's from Saturn. Yay! Go team. <laughs> <laughs> With the assist.